I'm Allie Gottlieb. I am a rising 3L at Penn Law and here to tell you about a few of the things that Penn Law is doing related to the COVID-19 crisis. I personally am involved in international programs and I'm also a senior editor with the Regulatory Review and I'm joined here by the faculty advisor to the Regulatory Review, Professor Carrie Colonisi. Professor Colonisi is the Edward B. Schultz Professor of Law and Professor of Political Science at the University of Pennsylvania, um, serves as the director of the Penn Program on Regulation and he's here to tell you a bit about the regulatory review. Thank you very much, Allie. Yes, uh, I'm always delighted to talk about the regulatory review, which is produced by students at the University of Pennsylvania Law School. And it's a pu daily publication sponsored by the Penn Program on Regulation that I direct. And naturally, for the last six weeks or so, one of the primary uh, you know, focal points for the review has been uh, the coronavirus pandemic that the world has been experiencing and that all of us are affected by. The uh, regulatory review has covered in particular the policy responses and regulatory dimensions of the COVID-19 crisis. And one way it has done so is by sponsoring a special series of essays focused on uh, how different countries around the world are, related, are, are relating to and responding to the coronavirus through regulatory changes and developments. So uh, we uh, have uh, been able to be fortunate to have contributions from scholars around the world. Uh, eventually we'll have, oh, I think, over two dozen countries uh, represented uh, with scholars uh, talking about developments in the United States, China, uh, Italy, uh, France, uh, South Africa, uh, South Korea, Vietnam, Australia, uh, a range of countries around the world, plus uh, how international institutions such as the European Union and the World Health Organization are also uh, responding. So uh, it's, it's very interesting actually to, to, to see how different countries are approaching uh, this crisis. There are obviously a lot of commonalities, countries uh, putting in place uh, you know, stay-at-home orders and social distancing and requirements and the like, uh, but there are also uh, differences as well. Part of the differences come about because countries have different legal systems and the legal systems respond uh, through the mechanisms that they have in place uh, and the structures uh, of uh, how their government is structured. A lot of common issues about how uh, at a time of emergency, normal rules get waived. Uh, and then uh, also in a time of emergency, new uh, restrictions get placed on individual and economic liberty. Uh, these are common issues, but there are differences and different countries are, are achieving different degrees of success. Uh, but what the regulatory review is doing is providing the public, readers, scholars, policymakers a basis for understanding how different legal systems are responding uh, to this crisis. Uh, I should say that in addition to this special series uh, featuring responses from around the world, uh, the regulatory review is featuring a variety of outside contributions from experts 
around the United States and from our own staff focused in particular on some of the implications for regulatory policy in the United States. And that includes, for example, an essay by Eric Poser and, and Jonathan Mazur at the University of Chicago uh, on a benefit cost analysis, doing a benefit cost analysis of uh, keeping the economy closed and finding that it uh, in their view, it's much more worthwhile to keep the economy closed for a while uh, to get the, the virus uh, under control in the United States. Uh, we also have a range of student written essays about how the FDA is responding uh, to the crisis uh, with its guidelines on everything from testing protocols to ventilators. Uh, we have essays uh, dealing with uh, uh, unemployment issues, about even how plastic grocery store bag bans uh, are being affected by this uh, coronavirus pandemic, how uh, education policy and education regulations are being adapted uh, to deal with social distancing requirements, uh, how, uh, for example, uh, an essay that Allie wrote on uh, how this virus and the response to it and the stay-at-home orders are actually affecting uh, women who are subject to domestic violence and the important uh, and, and unfortunate consequences uh, that it has uh, for, for women. I guess that might be a good point to turn things back to you, Allie, to talk about uh, some of the, the gendered implications of the crisis. Yeah, so in addition to all the issues that you just discussed, there are several gender related aspects to this crisis. And this past semester, Penn Law's class on international women's human rights planned to mark the 25th anniversary of the Beijing Platform of Action and the new generation of gender equality laws, policies, and social movements that grew out of that moment of history in 1995. About midway through the semester, the COVID-19 pandemic hit and the United Nations released a report showing in the words of the Secretary General that COVID-19 could, quote, reverse the limited impact, the limited progress that has been made on gender equality and women's rights. So in class, we discussed and several students actually wrote their final papers on the impact of COVID-19 on women. The papers analyzed topics including the spike of violence against women around the world, the lack of access to water and sanitation for women, and the impact on reproductive health care during this pandemic and also in others. And the student argues that especially during times of crisis, abortion access and the full scope of reproductive health services are vital and essential medical procedures. I'll just mention two recent developments because we're now just starting to get a sense based on data of the impact the pandemic is having on women. At a global level, the United Nations Population Fund did a study and found that COVID could critically undermine their progress towards achieving three of their sustainable development goals by the 2030 deadline. These are ending unmet need for family planning, ending gender-based violence, and ending all preventable maternal deaths. 
In the United States, the Bureau of Labor Statistics April report is the first to capture the effects of the entire month of business closures across the country due to COVID-19. And the job report confirms that there is a gender gap in the rising unemployment. Women's unemployment is at 16.2% to men's 13.5. Women made up just 49% of the overall workforce, but accounted for 55% of the jobs lost in April. And this was largely because they lost the majority of the jobs in the industry sectors that were most affected um, to the crisis. So the BLS report just shows that we're just starting to get an indication of the disproportionate economic impact that the pandemic is having on women in the United States. So as you said, this is it's a global crisis. It is a public health crisis. Um, it is a legal crisis and it is one that has many gender related aspects. I think the, uh, the the gender implications are profound, as are the other kinds of distributional uh, and, uh, consequences of the crisis. Uh, its impact on income inequality, poor people being much more deeply affected. Uh, certainly, uh, how it will affect the relations between the developed world and the developing countries uh, will also be something to follow as well. I think a lot of these issues are ones that uh, are very real today. As you indicated, Allie, in, with the current unemployment rates in the U.S., uh, certainly that's, it's, it's something that we're experiencing right now. It's probably going to be something that we will see uh, and need to follow over the next months, maybe years uh, as well. And I encourage anybody who's interested to learn more about these implications and issues to go to the, the regulatory review website and you'll see coverage of these issues. Maybe uh, I think we have a, we'll have coverage of the gender implications as well uh, being added over the, over the weeks and months ahead. So all of these issues uh, you can take up by visiting the website that's at uh, theregreview.org all one word, theregreview.org. Uh, visit us uh, online and uh, certainly uh, hope that everybody uh, in, in your orbit that you're watching are, are staying healthy and that uh, uh, we'll see you at the regulatory review when you can. Thank you, Professor. Thanks.